Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. It's about what I said this morning when I saw the gospel that was printed in the announcement. <laughs> uh, same source, two different gospels uh, today, but I, I think we'll get to Zacchaeus very soon. Today is right. It is the blind. But Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. In the Gospel for today, we find one of the early practitioners of the Jesus prayer. There he is crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. He's told to be quiet because he's bothering some of the people passing by. So he cries out all the more, Son of David, have mercy. Probably the simplest of all prayers that we can pray. Short, sweet, to the point. I'm just glad the St. Basil never got a hold of it. No telling how long it would There's different forms. We can we can stretch it out. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me and save me a sinner. Or we can reduce it to mercy. Use it often. I don't mean personally. If I hear of a tragedy, that's my first response. Lord, have mercy. Pass an accident on the freeway. Lord, have mercy. Lord, you just, we need help in our lives. Lord, have mercy. Use it often. Well, in the gospel lesson today, let me try to set the scene a little bit. Because what we have is this blind beggar who was sitting outside the city of Jericho. Now, Jericho was not known for its spirituality. It was a pretty rough town, as a matter of fact. And so this beggar is outside. I'm sure he was taking a lot of abuse for begging and for being blind. He was reliant on the people passing by for his living. Now Jesus is nearing the end of his earthly ministry at this point. He's traveling along, and as always, as you might imagine, he did have what today we call a posse. And he had a bunch of people who would travel with him. And of course, this is getting near a city where there's a lot of people and a large population. Even more people will be with him. So now this blind man, sitting there by the side of the road, I did not have that vision. He's actually sitting on the ground in the dirt next to the road. Maybe there was a stone he was sitting on. I don't know that. But probably because he had been blind for so long, his hearing was a little better. And he hears this crowd of people coming toward him. And as he gets closer, he asks, what's going on? And somebody says, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Well, now at this point, the blind man didn't say, huh, I wonder who he is or anything but... Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't just say it. He yelled it. Because he had to get his voice heard over the crowd. In fact, he was so loud he was told to be quiet. Of course, he cried out even more. Son of David, have mercy on me. I'm sure part of it was desperation. But you know, nobody calls out to me when I'm passing by. I'm <laughs> Have mercy on me. 
He knew. He knew who he was talking to. And he cried out, have mercy on me. He knew Jesus could heal him. But there's some things we can learn from the blind man regarding prayer, and in particular, the Jesus prayer. The first thing is humility. Now, as I said, this man is faith. He was reliant on everyone else for everything. Sure, he had to have somebody help him out in the morning, help him back in at night. How's he going to eat? How's he going to dress? Where is he going to sleep? He didn't wallow in it. He didn't lay in his bed all day and just die. He went out and he did his job. Big. Probably the hard version today are the people at the end of the conference that you see so often. Don't know what the deal is. Why they're there, why he was there, except he was blind, beggar, and he relied on them for his life. He was humble in his day. Now, the opposite of humility is pride and arrogance. These keep us from humility, from being humble. At this point, I have to I'll tell a story, a confession of sorts, I suppose. This is my story. Um, when my daughter Stephanie was in high school, and I started this thing. She would always say, hey, yeah, you know what? And of course, your natural reaction is to say, what? Well, I started saying, yes, I know. I know all. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, she was in high school at this time. She, she's pretty bright. So she picked up on it. And that became our thing. She would say, yeah, you know what? And I'd say, yes. Oh, I know, but, and they should go ahead and tell them what it was. Uh, see, I need it, you know. I don't really know. <laughs> well, a few months ago, my seven-year-old grandson was uh, visiting. And Michael is his name. And he said, Grandpa, oh, you know what? <laughs> and it just, you know, something will pop into my head, and then it pops out of my mouth. I said, yes, Michael, I know all. <laughs> now, good mind is seven. And if you know his father, my oldest son, you know, the nut didn't fall far from the tree. Michael is a very serious young man. And he looked at me with a very confused look. And I don't think we ever finished that conversation. <laughs> so a few weeks later, we went down to their house for Thanksgiving. And as we're bringing stuff in, we brought food and stuff. And he's jumping up and down. I'm here. I'm here. I thought, well, I don't know. My grandkids, they love me. They enjoy seeing me, mostly. And nobody's ever jumped around and has had a great time when I show up. So this is really good. And before we get to the front door, he says, I have a test for you, Grandpa. No. <laughs> Liquid is. 
And there were several true-false questions. I tried to cheat. You know, I draw the line for, you know, to start. And I'd watch him. And if I meant like I was going to make it into a T, if I saw him getting inside it, I might stop and make it look like it was going to be an F. But I think he actually, I couldn't do that. But, you know, uh, true-false. It is possible to wear fruit on your head. Now, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Jesus asked and then he waited. 
He waited for an answer. After he got the answer, he did heal the man. But he wanted the blind man to say what it was that he wanted to do. And that's what we need to do as well. We need to say what it is. It's okay to ask for mercy. Sometimes that, that is what we need. Oftentimes it's just plain mercy. But if we're going to be persistent about things and with humility, and sometimes, you know, I, I don't know how many years we've been praying to build it, but we just need to keep asking. We just need to keep on asking. And you know, within the Orthodox Church, we've got these prayers that have been handed down through the years. They're full of riches. The fullness that they have. We, we use it constantly. Yeah, you can use your own prayers. In fact, you should. You should use your own prayers. But you know, in our services, you know, the priest doesn't need to sit up here as he's con consecrating the gifts and think, I wonder what I'll say today. Maybe St. John Chrysostom or St. Basil has, I don't know, left something out. But no, we can continue to say that. But with that constant saying week after week, the tendency oftentimes is that we're going to become lazy about it. And by that, what I mean is, you know, how many times have I thought, I'm not going to ask you, but I will say, how many times have I thought during the petitions of the litany, I wonder what we're having a coffee hour <laughs> because we've been seeing this living for years. And you might just say, Lord, have mercy. You know, if the, if the guy up here quit saying something, we're say, Lord, have mercy. Or during the empty priestess, is the priest is calling down the Holy Spirit upon the priest. Are we worried more about what's going to happen later today? Are we going to really tune in to what's going on? That's what I mean by saying we need to say what we need, mean what we say. Case in point, the Lord's Prayer. We've said it hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. And you can save your sleep. Oftentimes put you to sleep, I know. But the one thing in there that always worries me is we say, forgive us our trespasses.
before God with humility. Lose our pride and arrogance. Remember what St. Anthony said, pride of heart, the most repulsive sin before God. Be persistent. Don't stop asking. Don't stop asking for mercy. Others may tell you. You've been asking for years. Just go on, move on. No. Be persistent. Stay with it. And mean what you say. Say what you mean. Don't just disengage your mind. Think about what you're saying. You know, it's been described sometimes as, you know, descending with your mind into your heart. Now, may he 